Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence, learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. Excited to have a lineup of callers for us today, and we will get right into it. And I welcome from Atlanta, Georgia, Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Well, good morning, Molly. How are you? Fabulous. It's such a delight to chat with you live. I am excited to be here. So, my friend, I I imagine... Go ahead. No, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, well, I imagine you're bringing to me a, uh, a tough conversation or some situation, and I look forward to talking it through with you. Yeah, I, w- I have one to unpack for, for, um, for this moment in time. As you know, we appreciate your contributions to something that our team is working on with our uh, client community, uh, something called PM Next. And um, you've been so gracious and generous to offer solutions to, you know, questions that we've brought to you as part of that um, compilation. So we want to thank you. Part of that, what an additional and extension of that I want to bring to you today actually has to do with um, really trying to support my team, right? Because as we're trying to Uh, As we head into the fourth quarter of an unusually challenging year, so we're we're approaching fourth quarter, so we have our client needs that are increasing, and of course, you know, maybe their budgets are decreasing. At the same time, at the same time, you know, I know we've got a global audience here, but in the States, um, and we've got team members across the globe in several different cities. So I think they're experiencing the same thing. So what I want to bring to you today is is your help and guidance to maybe some ways that I can be a better solution for my team and help feed them more positive energy and support as as we have, you know, challenging times in how we work and then trying to meet the needs of our clients. So follow me so far. I'm so with you, and I really appreciate you bringing this up, Jennifer. It's it's come to me in a bunch of different ways from different people. And first off, kudos to you for for being able to see that bigger picture. It, it can be as a a leader in a business stressful, you know, thinking of the task part of work and like what has to happen, and you know, there's the you know the balancing financials and and dealing with changes in the market can really become you know like more than a full-time job and, and to, to acknowledge um, the need to nurture and to connect with your people. I know people intellectually know that, but it's a lot of times it's hard to actually make the space for that. So kudos to you for doing that. Well, thanks, uh, Molly. I think that's why I wanted to bring this. And I know part of our community and probably even our team will, if they're not on here now, they'll be listening to it later. So just for myself, I think one of my greatest learnings is just trying to be like, like learning to be humble and saying, you know, it's not just you, you know, I, you know, I've got, I've got things that I could work on too. And although I think what I find even in when I coach others and when I, cause I have my own coaches who coach me, when I think that I'm doing really well, I always find I uncover where I could do better. And I think just in working with you on this topic, I'm looking to, you know, find some gaps in, in my own leadership, you know, for my team. So, yeah, what? And I so double appreciation because for all leaders, I mean, we always want the organization to do better. We want our people to do better. And that saying, you know, the bottleneck is at the top. Obviously, the leaders, the leadership teams, themselves need to be uh, improving and growing and being transparent with that. You know, I think every leader I know would say I've got areas to develop. 
it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. as open with the team. And when we are open about the fact that we all have blind spots, we all have areas to improve, uh, there's really this sense of mutuality straight away. And there's a a realness about our leader. Like, hey, our leader's working on stuff too. They're a human Mm -hmm. being. And, you know, a big part of uh, what I'm leaning into these days is, you know, how to help people be a human at work. And we know we want that conceptually, it's not necessarily people's experience that they can bring their full selves to work and, you know, share kind of everything, um, sometimes not the pretty, not so pretty, and still be respected <laughs> and loved, right? So um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. I, I'm curious, just tell me, how many folks do you have around the world, Jennifer? Yeah, so my core team, the core members of my team, we have probably six or seven and then from there, there's like expanded teams from there. But I would say it's like the six or seven that work directly with me on developing, developing different things and rolling it out. Yeah. And how long, so how got, often do, mm-hmm. do all of you get together? We are together. Well, remote, of course, because we mm-hmm. have, we have team members in London. We have one in Canada We've got some on, so we're in Atlanta. We have some on the West Coast in California. Um, and those are the main areas. We have expanded members other places, but those are kind of the the core spots. We have some in, in Alabama out of Huntsville. So nice. we talk on a regular basis, if not daily, weekly, because we're constantly working on working on um, different initiatives to roll out to either our corporate clients or we have a, a global community of, of individuals we support. Yep. So help me just with mm-hmm. when does the, when, if at all, does the whole group come together um, as a whole? Do, and I'm not advocating you should or shouldn't. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. We, we it, oddly enough, we came together in January so we were together at the end of January and we had these like we had a, a plan that we were rolling out and soon thereafter just everything began to uh, really change. And that's where the birth of PM Next came from, although we'd been conceptualizing and talking about it for several years for different reason when right. the pandemic hit and then we were you know, quarantined, and it wasn't just the states. Again, this is global. And then we're also working with our corporate clients, and we're working with our community, which is so many different issues. And mm -hmm. let me just, let me ask a quick thing. So I'm just, I am curious, on a weekly basis, does the whole team get together? Like to hear, are you doing one-on-ones with everyone? for the most part. Well, and again, I'm not advocating. I'm yeah. just trying to understand. You know, this is really good because I was thinking about this today. Uh, some of the, so we come together weekly, usually on a Monday to kind of do a check-in um, for the week. And then we do kind of like a, maybe on a Friday, do a get together. And then weekly, like I'm doing kind of one-offs with people. So I was thinking about that this morning. I thought a lot of the issues, we will, we have had no choice this year, but to really lay things on the table so we could support one another, like because so many different things have changed. And then I've been taking certain issues off, you know, one-on-one, which is good, letting people be even more um, vulnerable. And, but I I have such an awesome team. I have a great team. And even, you know, on a good day, on a bad day, they're just so supportive to each other, to me, and our clients. They're like so loyal to their clients. So I think the bigger thing that that we're working on is many of them are young have young families. So it feels like, you know, for them, their world is constantly changing. Um, Now they're dealing with school. You know, are they in school? Are they out of school? Are the kids going to school? Are they doing homeschool? Are they doing homework? You know, what are they what are the parents situation look like? You know, sometimes, you know, some people are doing work and taking shifts and then, you know, um, there's just all kinds of things. Like for myself, I'm, I'm helping with an L, you know, my mom is, uh, she's 80. (laughs) So 
she's, you know, for her age, she's in good health, but she has to be, you know, supported during this time. So yeah. I'm traveling between two cities. So I give kudos to my team. And I think where I go, like in my, if I look at my HBDI thing, it's just so right on because I'm normally very strategic and very relational. And when times, when crisis hits, I get, my bandwidth goes more to strategic and then more relational. But the, I think for me, you know, I'm in the middle of relational to my clients um, and relational to my team. So I'm try, I feel like I'm, you know, if I were a rubber band stretched both ways, trying to make holding a lot for everyone, you know, in the middle, trying to keep yeah. the clients taken care of, trying to get the team taken care of. And where I think I may be doing a good job. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes we think we're doing better than we really are. So I think I'm looking for like ways to like maybe encourage like how I can maybe keep them encouraged to, you know, talk. Where are you? You know, what's happening? Because I think in the day to day, they're beginning to feel like, oh, my God, now I've got this next new crisis coming up that I'm dealing with at home that's now impacting my work. So I try to keep them talking, at least to me, like what's going on. Cause I don't want yeah. them checking out, but yeah. now they're like, they feel like now I've got the next new crisis and which is impacting their work. And I just yeah. like for myself, I want to be, I just, you know, I try to look at every scenario like every day is changing. So we have to look at where are we now? You know, where are we now? Where do we need to be? And how do we get there? So it's always like changing the game plan. Yeah. And I just yeah. want, so, you know, let me, uh, so, we just have to be okay with that. Yeah, I hear you. Let me, and I think this is one of those things that I don't want us, I feel, I feel it. Like I feel the kind of whirling around like the, mm-hmm. the top down <laughs> washing machine. Like we're just going around in cycles. And I think for a lot of folks that I've talked to, you know, we've, we've hit a bit of steady state uncertainty where, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the brand new first few months. So we do mm-hmm. need to have some kind of, some form of stability in the instability. And I think this is a chance to be more decisive as a leader. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think the notion of take the relational part, you know, and again, being very intentional about bubbling up the current state for folks so that, mm-hmm. and you're saying, look, at, I am, I'm not trying to blur any more than it already is the work and mm-hmm. home life. I am being very realistic. I know you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, a bang up job. I really want folks to feel comfortable that you can share what's going on from the standpoint of us being able, right, to support you so that you can support us. And I think mm-hmm. th- there's a judgment call, right? We're not here to whine on and on and on. At the same time, we don't want people to feel that they have to pretend that everything is fabulous mm-hmm. because the kids can't get online to that stupid school class and mm-hmm. now they've changed mm-hmm. the program and, you know, that it, it's real, very mm-hmm. real. So I would encourage an intentionality and in that you aren't saying, you aren't like, well, I think this is what they think. You want to know what mm-hmm. they think, right? And so mm-hmm. just say, it's not, I want to make sure I'm creating the space. Let me know what I need to do to make sure that you feel comfortable. I can tell you're very relational. I also sense it's a very positive team. I'm not. I'm wondering to what extent you folks are good at constructive uh, input, uh, good at you know disagreeing with each other. You know that might be an opportunity, and maybe you could tell me on mm-hmm. a scale of one to ten how good is the team at just disagreeing and putting out opposing, differing viewpoints. 10 would be, well, yeah. we're really great at that, or one is like, you know, 10%. <laughs> I, I feel for sure that one-on-one we're probably better because I feel like I can hold a space for whatever needs to come out. Um, probably to, as a team collectively, it probably feels protective, like maybe holding back, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe, so then this is just, maybe yeah, this is a little just hold an- back. Yeah. And yeah. this is an area just to lean into if you think that that's an area. So I, the word, you know, velocity hits me is people need mm. to be able to work at speed. And in order to work at speed, we need information to flow at speed. And that's everyone's job. 
So I think mm-hmm. that that's just an, an easy way to kind of solidify that concept and that, okay, mm-hmm. what could each of us do to create that environment rather than listen and then like three weeks later, well, you know, I've been listening and now I think, it's like, wow, I really would have loved to hear that three weeks ago so that <laughs> right. we could act yeah. on it, right? So yeah. then I'll let me take a pause. I think that that relational piece, you know, I know that's in your nature, Jennifer, and mm-hmm. I encourage a lead from the front, right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're, you got enough of it, but at the same time, you know, you got to make the business parts work. And so coming back to that, I think, you know, really clear on what are the priorities, really clear mm-hmm. on the interdependencies, and what does everybody need from each other? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's an area just to ask, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how clear, how clear are you all on what we're doing? And give them, give them the freedom to say like three. Okay, okay, great. So, and start to align, what is it that you want? You may not need everybody knowing everything, right? I'm not saying you do. But again, as mm-hmm. the leader, you want to know where folks are and, and they want to know, you know, what is it your expectations are? And I know it's not mm-hmm. the hugest group, but because you're in constant communication, it's easy for you to perhaps not necessarily know what the other people do or don't know about their colleagues because you're kind of mm. hub central. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so totally. creating the space yeah. to align on that. And, and then it's, you know, you got to marshal the progress to your point. Things change, we adjust, but we have to have a plan. We have to have some mm-hmm. sense of where we're going. Yeah. And then I have had leaders say that, you know, that if I made a decision and then I changed it, you know, people feel like I'm wishy-washy. Make it very clear. Based on what we know now, here's course of action. And if something new happens, we reserve the right to adjust and make a better call. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that there's okay. a sense of, of you know, I, I think that, it's great that you appreciate the instability and the changing everyone's providing is, is experiencing. I think you can add some stability and structure, right? So mm-hmm. even if you're just for now, this is where we're going. This is the way that feels comfortable to people. Our leader has set aside, you know, here's where we're going to head, right? And mm-hmm. if we, sh- we shift, we shift. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the over empathy can, can, can cloud can actually be destabilizing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, it's, I love that part where you say, like, set the stability and structure and just set the stage for, like, it may change, but here's where we are today. This is what we've got to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that your team is, has a very caring, uh, inspiring, and bright leader, so they're very fortunate, and I'm fortunate that you joined. Do you have a top takeaway from our chat today, Jennifer? Yeah, I love the word, um, I love the word velocity um, and setting uh, the concept of like, you know, continuing to set the vision, but also the stability and the structure. Fantastic. You know, for where we are now, just the awareness, like the re-awareness of that, you know, we know it and then we like don't know it. Like for my, you know, it's like when you said that, I'm like, huh, yeah. Of course. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, thank you for the gentle reminder. That's so well, important. That's so great. And I'll add to that. Your view of velocity is your view, and your team may have a different view. And so everyone aligning on what's high velocity like for us, right? Mm-hmm. So just to be very clear, I think oftentimes leaders, you know, I can see it in the eyes. Oh, here we go. And, and I can see it in the <laughs> eyes of people. We want to go, but we're not exactly sure where we're going. So the ability yeah. to, to, you know, and I do, I'm a fan of the co-creation, you know, and you invite folks, you know, what's it mean to you and, and get the input. It's a little consultative thing, but synthesize people's input. So you're hearing their voices, but then align on, hey, is this, what, is this who we want to be? Who are we together? And for your group to say, gosh, the six, seven, eight of us, if we were to ask a client, what would they think of us, that mm-hmm. the same words would bubble up. And there's a, there's a way to create that cohesion, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're heading in a good direction with that. Uh, so you know how to find me, my friend. I'm grateful for um, your work. I'm really looking forward to this great grand program um, that you're rolling out. And uh, appreciate all that you do in service to the project managers because they're just the hub of, you know, helping companies move forward with their most uh, important initiatives. So kudos to well, you. We, well, thank you so much. And we sure do appreciate you. And 
I know our community and maybe even our team will be reaching out to, to participate as well. I hope so. You know how to reach me. I thank you, Jennifer, for being part of the solution. You take good care. Okay, just a reminder before our next caller, if you're listening and have a scenario that you'd like to talk through, I would love to have you call in. And the 800 number is 866-472-5790. If you're international, you can call Collect, country code 1-480-398-3352. And with that, we're going all the way over to the West Coast early in the day in San Diego, and I welcome Matt to the show. Matt, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, how's it going, Molly? It's going awesome, my friend. So what challenging conversations on your mind today? Yeah, you know, um, as you you know, I kind of work for a a rather smaller startup, um, which kind of has an interesting mix of kind of this all hands on deck, you know, environment where ultimately everyone at some point in a given day or week has to show leadership at least once or multiple times. Um, on the other hand, though, that being, you know, the most junior person on my team, I ultimately find myself maybe even like disagreeing with individuals who have years to decades, you know, more experience than me in, you know, either adjacent fields or, or similar fields. Um, I guess my question was, you know, what is the right balance or advice you would give to maybe a junior professional like myself in a even a similar situation with handling those, you know, maybe potential disagreements or just trying to, you know, express an opinion without maybe coming off as either a know-it-all or disrespectful or overbearing, all the above? Or is it just maybe also a, an exercise of, picking your battles, et cetera. So just curious to hear what you think on that. I uh, love this scenario. I appreciate you bringing it up. And I hope all the young people out there are really dialed in and all the not as young are also dialed in because it's obviously a two-way street on this. So, you know, first thing is a level set. And for the leaders listening, obviously we want to hear all voices, you know, including the unpopular ones in any system. That's the only way you get to an accurate shared reality and get to the greatest outcomes. And those voices are not limited to more tenure, less tenure, right? More or less expertise. Um, it's not just the, ex, um, the, the expertise or skills. It can also be the observations and uh, perspectives, perceptions that people bring. And those all contribute to reality. And I say that because oftentimes earlier in career, you're like, well, I'm not an expert in marketing, right? So how could I chime in on marketing? But you may notice that the client reacts a certain way or you see something about how the company is even behaving that it really is information for the group to know. So I want to encourage folks that that's very valuable. So you have eyes that are seeing things that could be very valuable to the company. Um, So I think starting inside, I think it's really great. The know-it-all, disrespectful (laughs) I'm out of my uh, shoes. All very valid. You know, I, I happen to know you, and I, I, that's, you know, your energy is not one who's coming off as arrogant, you know, in your face, disrespectful. That's not something I would worry about for you. There may be people out there where that you know that that's a tendency, so be aware if that is. That wouldn't be one that I know for you. So it is about thinking, well, wait a second. Here I am with this organization, and you want it to be, the best it could possibly be, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you're seeing something that maybe no one else is seeing, even if it's wrong, right, but you're not seeing it and you don't share it, you're cheating, you're cheating everybody in the organization. And I throw that lens out because people are like, what? I'm like, yeah. Like, now you're, you're holding back and you're hurting everybody else potentially, and I'll say right now, some you know, folks often worry about having to be right. And even if people put wrong information in uh, to the conversation, it helps spur the cognitive thinking of the group. So it isn't all about having the right answer. Or it's about helping the group, right, um, see all the different viewpoints yeah. and discuss them, right? So I, th- I say this first because the most important thing in communications is, is, you know, how do we show up before you even utter a word? Are you timid? looking down, a little worried you're saying the wrong thing, or are you 
leaning in? Are you positive? Are you inspiring? Are you curious? Because that's the person that people want to follow, whether you have the leader title or not. So I offer, I offer that as the number one thing. I think, wait a second, you know, this is so awesome that I'm seeing it differently. So yeah. I'm just going to pause there. That personal energy first. How does that land for you? Do you feel like you can, can you can shift that? Because people think, well, I don't feel authentic, right? So I want to, I, I don't want to skip over yeah. this because it sounds easy when I say it. <laughs> people are like, what? Can I can I ask a follow up question? All that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, so, what if, for example, in a rare situation, maybe you just even sense a a hint of maybe passive animosity about something and you might worry that it can be related to the way you accidentally came off and maybe attaching all the baggage of again of like generational differences that might go into that call that you know unconscious bias or whatever you want to call it do you do you have do you recommend maybe brushing that off or are there ways to approach someone you know during or after the fact um or do you have any suggestions for those kind of interactions um or when they need to occur, if ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you for raising this. So uh, it's this is information, and I appreciate you raising this. So it's information. You're viewing it in a certain way, and you have a certain sense of it. You may be right, you may be wrong, right? But you don't know. And so the fact is you notice something, it's information, and the opportunity is that whole curiosity piece, positive intention, and kind of how do you on-ramp into that? So let's just say it's um, Joan. Joan, you know, it's, a, I, it's been great to work with you, and I'm really learning a lot from you. You know, acknowledge the person um, for, for, for the relationship you do or you have with them. It may just be me. I just want to be very open because it's really important to me that I do everything I can so that we have a great working relationship. So a form of positive intention. I, I had a f- sense that um, you may have been frustrated. Was that the case? Because okay. who knows what was going on? And, and then pause and see what they say. And again, you're not, you look like you were frustrated. It's not an accusing thing. You look like you were a bit frustrated. Was that the case? You know, gosh, if I did anything, I really was not intending to be frustrating. And I apologize if I did. So there's an olive yeah. branch there, right? There's an opening. There's an earnestness. There's a vulnerability, right? Because you're putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. And yeah. And so that's very skillful. Let's be clear. That's being very skillful. And a lot of it, and they might just say, no, no, no. Okay, that's great. Well, can we can we make a deal that if there's ever anything that I'm doing that's not landing right for you or, or I'm not really as supportive as the way I obviously want to be, would you please, you know, be so kind to let me know that's how I'm going to grow and add more value to the company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, so that's that emotional piece. And for all our listeners, super, super important to find ways and words that just show that you're open. You realize, Hey, I might've been part of the problem. I'll, I'll own that for sure. And it's not kind of a me versus you. It's like, how do we come together to create this organization to help it be the best it can possibly, possibly be, right? Um, yeah. Okay, so that's the emotional piece. I'm also going to add, before we go to the, the task side, if you're seeing dynamics um, with others on the team, right? So you're like, you're fine. <laughs> but, but you're like, this doesn't. So there's a way to help you know, add that, you know, I'm noticing a little edge between, and you don't have to call it the people, you know, the, the production and the this or that, you know, and gosh, I yeah. acknowledge, you know, I, I just want to go off here and say, I really respect both of these areas. There you guys are cr- crushing it. And I know that if there's something there, we are not going to be able to really work as well together if we're not really upfront and open with it, because we know everyone here wants to do their best and their best work together. So you're not trying to solve it. You're not necessarily pointing it, but you're, you are creating space, holding the space mm-hmm. for people to exhale a little bit. And sometimes people need to vent and you can say, vent, that's super. Um, that's, you know, I know that seems for a, a, not a senior person, like, whoa, could I possibly do that? And the answer is, yeah, <laughs> you can t- yeah. totally do that in a way that's really, you know, like, here I am. And you need to realize your privilege 
of being, you know, the earliest one in career, perhaps the newest, because everyone else is kind of used to doing a certain way and they have certain limiting beliefs. They don't even know that they have. Yeah. Right. So if you don't point them out, you're thinking of it as you're like the, you're like the last hope, right? So yeah, you, sure. I'll, I'll take that title. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put too much pressure on the young folks out there. I just, I always encourage, like, don't, don't throw away that those early days, the being new. There's no dumb question. Hey, help me understand this. You know, I'm not really getting why we do this. And, you know, I think people, especially with a brightness, right? Not a, oh, my God, look at you old fogies. Can't believe you're doing it this way, right? <laughs> but with a positive energy. And so getting back to that, to have that genuine positive energy, you need to be genuinely positive inside, right? So I get yeah. back to that. So there is within that, Matt, I would say the self-care, the part doing what you need, the rest, and I, not to people who may be rolling their eyes, this is really important in this particular time. It's, there's a lot out there. And for your own personal resilience to actually do the things that you need to do so that you're grounded and standing tall on your two feet is super huge because that paves the way for your, you to be your best self for the organization and then, you know, to, 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 to continue learning and to continue to have impact. So let me just pause a bit on that piece. How's that landing? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting, it's almost, it almost sounds like, too, the underlying theme is, like, at the very least, you're kind of establishing a, a personal connection, right? So, you know, even if you don't have a almost like coming to Jesus moment, you know, in that first conversation, you're still laying the groundwork for future conversations and, you know, you're nurturing better you know, relationships in the short and long term with whoever these individuals are. Um, so that, that's very, that stands out as powerful to me, at least in what you're saying. That's awesome. That's awesome. Before I move ahead, I would ask you, if you had to rate yourself on the scale of one to 10, 10 being I'm doing all the self-care, I'm eating great, I'm sleeping well, I'm exercising, whatever it is your program, how do you feel that you're doing? Um, I would say probably... A seven. I could be doing a lot more, but um, I definitely, I definitely believe in the importance of of doing that. And um, while I'm not religious about a routine, I definitely have, I think, a good, almost internal, you know, barometer for when when I might need to almost ramp up or you know further prioritize those efforts overnight, and you know, even day to day or week to week. So could be better. Could be could be a lot worse too. So I give myself a passing grade. Good. I, I'm encouraging this and, and be, I'm being very transparent for this. This is not something to hide. Like it's our own little, if, if folks need help, if you need support on this, because it's also modeling for others what we want everyone to do, which is their own self-care, right? You can't, it's the airplane thing. You can't, you know, help somebody yeah. if you don't have any oxygen. And yeah. it's not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength for the folks who are like, okay, I need to make sure that I get um, this amount of exercise, that I, you know, do this with my family. And because the COVID times, there is a lot of flexibility. People are home. You can yeah. start to do things, in, right? So no guilt, no guilt. Because, yeah. you know, I, I know you, you're doing more than your fair share. You're out there. You're like, I'm ready. I'm here to serve, right? Yeah. But that can get kind of, <laughs> that can be very draining. So the boundaries yeah, and setting the boundaries uh, is is something that, when you do that, you're helping others signal for them that they, they do that too. And, and that's a great thing for the system. Uh, okay, so Thanks. this is all on that, the, the, the I call that the relational side, which is the, the key part to the conversations. Now, when you're going into some of these situations, the on-ramping and how you use your voice, kind of that first statement for a lot of people is the tricky thing. I don't know exactly how do I like jettison in there, you know, with yeah. <laughs> landing the right way. So do you have a particular scenario or two um, or something that's similar? And we can talk that through for listeners because I think that that's a really important thing because now we've got people, okay, I'm ready. I want to do it. I want to say it. And then they're like, I don't know exactly what I would say. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I think I understand, but tell me if I'm missing the mark. I mean, a, a good example, just relevant to what I do, as, as you kind of alluded to, I kind of handle a lot of the, you know, marketing and, and 
digital marketing content side of, of our business. And, you know, a really prime example of where, you know, it's like I need to give my input, but I also don't want to send is, is when, for example, people share maybe like an idea for something like a campaign, you know, a blog post for our company, um, where there is like, you know, I understand there's a level, there's almost a level of vulnerability from their, from their side, right? When they're, you know, anytime you, you express, you know, something creative, an idea, even if it's small, it can be a very vulnerable experience when you're sharing it with other people. So I, I totally understand and respect that side, but then at the same time, there have been, you know, scenarios every now and then in my, in my short career where for one reason or another, these ideas might actually practically not be good ideas or have some serious flaws. And I've had to give input on that. And I think sometimes I've, I can't recount specific things I've done better or worse, but I, I can even, I can think specifically to those kind of interactions, some of which have gone a lot better than others, if that makes sense. So I think that's a prime example in my case of, of what that might look like. Again, tracing back to the junior versus senior professional and all that other stuff we've kind of touched on. Yeah, that's perfect for me. So I'm going to tackle that two ways. One is uh, being what I would say proactive and at a certain point in time saying, you know, one of the things that is going to help us uh, in our creative is, you know, hearing all the ideas and that you, Matt, like I really welcome um, folks' ideas. And obviously, as you imagine, because that's my role, we've got a whole program and plan that we're putting in place. And so set up, you know, how it is you'd like to propose that people chime in and that people then also appreciate because they don't know. They don't know what you've been doing, you know, as a mad marketing scientist there. So helping them appreciate all the thoughtfulness and how everything inter, uh, is interdependent so that, you know, can't just throw some new, you know, cog in the wheel, wheel there and have everything go smoothly. So there's an education opportunity, like, hey, this is how it works. And I just want to know I'm really open to ideas, and this is how we'll think about them and talk about them, and it may not be a good time or it may just not be a good fit. So you've kind of telegraphed ahead. Like, we're not obviously going to take everyone's idea, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is that landing for you? That, that's your job because you're in that department. Yeah. You help set the stage for how do, does everyone support you and how do you, you know, interact with them. Um, yeah. in, a, in a constructive way, right? So awesome. Then on the one-off, someone brings something up. It's very easy to get into the, the mat judging. Okay, that is a really not going to work. <laughs> okay, like you know it's not going to work for whatever reason. Exhale, and it's always a oh, thank you for taking initiative and the idea, which I know you do, right? But really, eye to eye, I'm so grateful. Keep up ideas, Okay. If the next thing can be a question and not a, well, that's not really going to work, <laughs> okay, then you're going to help the person see what you see. So, again, I don't have the specific thing, but you might say, ah, how do you think that would dovetail with X? Or, you know, how do you think that timing-wise that would fit in? And so talk them through how they could then see, oh, well, this is really the cart before the horse because that really wouldn't work. And therefore, absolving you of any need to say that that won't work. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, I'm curious if you are someone who weighs in on the non-marketing things and how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, I mean... I Again, I just think uniquely because of the size of our our organization and kind of the, the stage of that, you know, quote, startup journey that we are in, everyone, you know, on our team gets put in a position basically where often they'll have to express an opinion on something that may, like, you know, if you were to look at their, you know, proverbial resume, it would you would be like, okay, you don't have a background necessarily to comment on this, and I that that applies to me just about as much as anyone. Um, so it, it's kind of like it's a cool thing, but it, again, it is a challenging thing because on one hand, I feel I definitely feel lucky that I have that opportunity to, you know, rise to those challenges, however small they might be. Um, but at the same time, it is an uncomfortable, it can be a very uncomfortable experience sometimes. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it is, you know, having, it's important to have 
you know, good self-awareness, right? Um, if you have an opinion, really having thought through, you know, wh- why, you know, the factors that have gone into you forming that opinion and then being able to communicate that very efficiently and clearly to whoever you need to communicate that to. And, and again, maybe uniquely to my situation, again, just also just, you know, almost marketing it quote unquote as, as more of a, just here's some food for thought rather than here's how I just like absolutely unequivocally feel. It's more just stream of conscience. This is thing, something that came to mind for X, Y, Z reasons. And I, I found that that typically doesn't rub people the wrong way. And at least your opinion was heard. And, and if you were able to, again, come to the root of what, why you have the, a certain opinion on something then, and you're able to communicate that pr- properly, then it feels like I've done my minor part in those contexts. And outside of that, there's not much else I can or necessarily should do. Um, but curious to hear what you think on that. Yeah. So t- sh- go to the, I heard the discomfort, uncomfortable, you know, given what we've said already, what's, what's uncomfortable for you? What's in the, what's in the discomfort? Um, I guess it, it just, it really varies situation to situation. Um, I think sometimes the discomfort is, is more in the, you know, I have an opinion, but maybe I, it's like, is it worth expressing it sometimes kind of balance and maybe, maybe every now and then there, there is a situation where it's like, you know what, maybe I should have just held off here and, and, you know, saved it for another time or day, et cetera. And it's not, I'm, not, I'm not alluding to anything like earth shattering with like serious ramifications of any kind, obviously. But again, I think that's the root of the discomfort maybe sometimes. Yeah. So I'm going to encourage you this, this notion of be your best friend or be your worst enemy. And so you have positive intention you're not trying to outmaneuver, you know, you're not trying to jockey for position. So your intention's really positive. And just ask yourself, does it help me to go in here with this feeling of, ew? Okay. And, and I, everything everyone knows goes back to tennis. So I've been working on my tennis serve and I really had this epiphany. I'm like, I have a great serve. Instead of going, oh my God, my serve is so bad. I've been thousands of dollars. My serve is horrible. No, my serve is great. I have a great serve and I'm going to hit a great serve. I decided that, and let me tell you, the results have been way better as a result. So there's some choice opportunity for you, Matt. And I might encourage you just to try that on because I don't want to see you be your worst enemy and be in your own way. And in this case, you know, if you feel like I couldn't say something, well, what if it wasn't right? Does that mean everyone is then therefore holding back? And then we're just in this like death spiral where people are waiting, you know, cause they're not really sure. And as you mentioned, you know, I appreciate this conversation, just a thought I'll add, let me know if this lands, let me know what you think. So you're not saying this is better than everything everyone else has said. Here's mm-hmm. a thought that might help us spur additional thinking. Right. I know this is not my domain, but I can't help but notice X, Y, Z. I'm sensing this. So, you know, it's always fair to share your experience of something. My experience when I talked to the client actually was quite different than this person's. They seemed very open. I'm not saying they weren't when you talk to them, but I do want to just add that I found an experience that is very open. Right. So again, there are people who are more senior than you that are probably feeling similar things. Okay. And so you have a chance to really lead because it's very inspiring. You know, look at that young person go, wow. He said, he said, like, why can't I do that? And I, I really think this is the spiraling up opportunity. And one of the greatest things that I've experienced in the whole say it skillfully is people are like, wow, I can put it out there and it works and we're better and I feel better and the group is better. I mean, there's just a total win-win. So that's a real um, concrete opportunity. And I, I want you to know your, your potential value add is very significant as you know, newer, earlier in. And yes, you're going to put in 
hours and you're going to you know, learn your, your craft much better, for sure. But don't not give yourself credit for the things that you can do, um, for the things, the skills that you do have that folks who might not have come through the generation that you have with how you've learned. Right, Matt? So there's a lot yeah. there that you can add. And so the last thing I'll leave you with is if you might see opportunities for how the team could, you know, our last speaker talked about higher velocity, you know, maybe a higher level of um, differing ideas. Can you be the person that says, you know, let's, I just, let's invite some differing ideas. We seem to be aligning. That might be great, but how about if we just try to argue the other side and, and see what, what comes up? Maybe we'll, we'll think about it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but be, be someone says, you, you know, if I ask you, is this the best that this team can be? And if you say it's a 10, the team couldn't be any better, then you're off the hook, right? Yeah. But if you think there's upside for the team, I'd encourage you to say to team, you know, gosh, I, I think this is awesome. I think we would be even better if, what do you guys think? And they might say, we all disagree with you. Okay, great, but you tried. Okay, so that it doesn't make you a bad person. You had good intention and it wasn't something that worked for the whole, but you don't feel like you went home at night and didn't share something. Yeah, yep. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. You've been super great. I appreciate this conversation. Do you have a top takeaway from all that we've covered? Um, I, I think the, the, the underlying theme is like, you know, with the assumption that you have all your ducks in a row and you're, you're able to communicate effectively when it comes to, you know, that whether to share an opinion or perspective or not, um, generally it's, you know, don't, don't hold back because ultimately there's, there's, especially in like, it sounds like, you know, a, any company, but maybe a company as small as ours as well. There's no, there's no downside in hearing more perspective on things. Um, so that, that seems to be a, you know, a takeaway for me. And again, buying, you know, you're able to kind of coach yourself through how to communicate properly and, and connect with pe- with people appropriately and, and all those other factors that go into that yeah that's that's fantastic you've got the awareness and that's 80 percent. so you know i'm cheering for you and you know how to reach me so i'm here for you if i can be of help and i thank you matt for being part of the solution and joining me today thank you molly take care okay we are so excited about the youth they are really really gonna save us okay i have a scenario i'll share i was asked from a leader's perspective uh, what do I do when someone's not performing and they're blaming me for not being supportive? And in this particular case, it came back that the person um, had said the leader wasn't consistent, had changed their mind, and we're throwing that back out. <clears throat> and I would say that in this case, the leader was caught quite off guard uh, because you're like, someone's not performing, and now you're looking at me like it's my fault. So uh, I think it's obviously very easy to be defensive, also kind of shocked. So to take a few moments and just take some breaths, like, okay, what's going on? Um, and I do think that the f- first thing is always a thank you when someone offers information, that that's their perspective. And then a question, say more. And then that gives the person a chance to unpack and also gives you some time to think about what's going on here. Um, And as it turned out in the conversation, um, which is a little bit heated, kind of an accusing of, you know, this, you changed this and you changed your mind and therefore I couldn't perform was a bit of how the conversation went. And I think um, acknowledging the emotional Frustration or discomfort is very important so the person feels hurt. I hear you. I see you're uh, frustrated. Uh, Obviously not what we want. I know you're trying very hard, so acknowledging. And then I think owning to the fact that um, as leader or as anybody on a team, when we have new information, that we may change our, uh, our minds and therefore change direction is part of business. So that helping someone... Um, not make that a wrong, but rather, hey, I can appreciate that it felt like I was flipping or flopping. There was new information and uh, I needed to, to make that change. It's really the right thing for the organization. So you just take that off the table. Now, to be proactive, 
for leaders, particularly, and as you heard Jennifer earlier in the show, when things are changing, be upfront with folks that this is the course of uh, course we're taking now. This is our direction now based on the information we've got. And this is the call I'm making, period. I will reserve the right as you would want for us to make a different call. And what I will ask is that people then line up and we figure out the impacts and what has to shift and then adjust. And therefore you're telegraphing to folks what uh, would ha- what potentially could happen so that they uh, uh, have a heads up for it. And that then everyone's gonna come on board and be able to adjust uh, accordingly. So I appreciate that question. And uh, if folks have any thoughts on that, I would welcome that. And uh, let's see, if you haven't yet, there is more help for you at my site, say at skillfully.com, and you can sign up on my mailing list and have a chance for a one-on-one with me. So we could do a little say it skillfully session together. So I would look forward to that. And as we close, in this pursuit of being better and improving, which I know all of you are trying to do, and I really, really respect, um, you can easily train your eye to look for all that's not going right and point that out to yourself and to your team. Be careful that you also see what is going right. And my thought for the week is be sure to hone that eye that sees the many things folks are doing well and make a point to acknowledge that. Don't take what is working for granted. And I thank you for tuning in. That's a wrap. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, ascension to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 